You're listening to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, a show for pharmacist healthcare providers who have answered the call to practicing on purpose. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized HIV pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and your Conscious Pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. Hi, this is Michelle Sherman, president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services and the host of the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast. Today, we are so excited to have the first guest ever on our podcast, and I'm very happy that today's guest is Dr. Sally Raffi, a pharmacist specialist at UC San Diego and an expert in women's health and reproductive services. Welcome to our show, Sally. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, you know, as pharmacists here in California, we, we're all working so aggressively towards expanded services and expanded practices now that we recognize as healthcare providers. Um, so tell us about yourself and how you got into this role as a the birth control pharmacist. Sure. I actually wear a couple of different hats, and I really like the diversity in, in the work that I do. Um, so my areas of expertise are actually in medication safety and women's health. And with the women's health role, I've had really great opportunities to be able to practice in a variety of settings. Uh, so I do actually see patients in an academic outpatient OBGYN clinic, as well as in a community pharmacy practice. Um, both practice settings, you know, it's a very different uh, patient base that comes through, but the experiences are equally rewarding. Uh, and my work with birth control pharmacists really stemmed from having, you know, over a decade of experience with contraception and family planning. And more and more states now really realizing the potential of pharmacists to play a direct role as providers of contraceptive services and, and wanting to support those folks in delivering those services. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, it's so refreshing to have pharmacists who are like on the vanguard, right on the forefront of these changes in this um, seismic shift we're having in pharmacy. I mean, we see such changing roles, especially like in community pharmacy, where reimbursement rates are totally in the tank. And, you know, as healthcare providers, we can provide so much more and actually affect like positive outcomes in our patients. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about your pharmacist clinic in the community pharmacy setting? And how, how does that actually work? Do you make appointments with the women? How, how do you get people to come to you in the, in, in the community pharmacy setting? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because I, I do believe it's quite a unique model that we have going. Um, so the pharmacist clinic is based inside of an independent community pharmacy that's family owned. And uh, I provide all of the clinical services uh, for the pharmacy and it is appointment based. Uh, so I provide everything from contraception to immunization services, travel, um, lab tests, and, and other clinical services there. Uh, many of the patients who come to see me are already patients of the pharmacy, uh, but others are finding me online um, and coming in from really around, around the city and sometimes around the county of San Diego. 
Well, that's that's fantastic. I mean, these services are are, are so important, and um, you know, as we as our role expands, and you know, both you and I are. I think we're so fortunate to be in California, which you know, as usual, California seems to be the state that's on the forefront of so many of these services, with the advanced practice license um, mm -hmm. that's available now and everything. So, being able to change our role to this clinical role, even in a community pharmacy setting, I think our ultimate goal is to get paid for these services. So are, have you been successful in getting paid for these services up until now? Well, I, I would say that our, our ultimate goal is really reaching patients with our services. But in order to do that, of course, we need to get paid. <laughs> right. So, certainly, it's an important part of the equation because, you know, as much as we'd love to just, um, you know, provide volunteer services, you know, that's, of course, not possible. Um, so my model varies. Um, we do collect um, from insurance for um, vaccine administration fees, for example. Uh, but for most of the other services, unfortunately, I, patients have to pay out of pocket because, Insurance companies don't recognize pharmacists as providers, largely. Uh, that has changed here in California for a state Medicaid program, uh, which is called Medi-Cal. Um, as of this year, uh, due to a law that was recently passed, uh, we are recognized as providers and will be paid for a limited list of services. Uh, and they've opened up enrollment for pharmacists. But as far as I know, my application and those of other pharmacists who have applied are still pending approval. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I've, I've also applied for the um, ORP through Medi-Cal. And um, it's been like three months. And they say, well, it can take up to six months. So I, th I think once once we get that through, um, not only for the birth control services, but for... Um, naloxone and the vaccines, you know, to be able to bill for those services through a statewide program will, will be very beneficial, not only to the patients, but to clearly to the pharmacy for increased revenue as well. And um, with SB 159, the prep and pet bill, that's hopefully if, if that gets signed into law, that'll be added to that as well. Um, yeah, definitely patients with the Medicaid insurance, of course, are probably least likely to be able to pay out of pocket. So we really need to be able to utilize their insurance and not have insurance limitations that discriminate on which types of providers patients can seek for their services. Um, and generally speaking, most patients do have insurance now, whether it be a state or federal program or commercial insurance. And for example, birth control services are covered benefit for nearly all insurance plans. And patients should be able to use their insurance if they select to a pharmacist for their care rather than any other provider type. No, absolutely. And, you know, as, as a pharmacist, as a provider, it's just going to decrease the, the burden on the healthcare system, um, you know, the shortage of physicians and access, especially like in, in rural areas, like across the country. So... Uh, one of the questions I had today is, how do you think we as pharmacists can, can empower women to make reproductive choices for themselves and to give them power over their own bodies? We, we see a lot of things on the news and mm -hmm. um, legislation going through that, 
you know, seem to be taking some of those choices away. How can we as pharmacists yeah. make a difference in our very own communities? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, as you said, women already have power over their own bodies, and we just need to stop limiting their choices. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, our society at times can be a bit paternalistic and really create a lot of barriers and hoops for patients to jump through, where really they already have power over their own bodies. They know their own bodies best. And uh, really, we just want to facilitate access to you know medications that allow them to um, keep themselves healthy and uh, really be able to, to live the lives that they want to lead. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So for, for all those um, community pharmacists listening out there and those that own pharmacies who've been struggling with um, the tsunami of reimbursement issues and, you know, just all these PBMs and insurance companies just wanting to take away from pharmacists and DIR fees and all those things. And when they look at their business plan and their, their, their clinical experience and they thinking of expanding their, their services into clinical services, just like you've described, um, birth control, um, travel medicine, vaccines, doing lab tests and all those things. Someone who's thinking like, oh my God, where do I go from here? How would you recommend they start their, their road to, to navigating these clinical services? Where do they even start? How do they begin? Uh, well, one good place to begin is by getting the necessary training to do those things, whether it be certificate programs, board certification, additional licensure, um, so getting all of their ducks in a row, getting their, you know, all of those things. Um, and then really trying to figure out what services are needed in their community. Um, so if they're next door to a family planning clinic, perhaps birth control wouldn't be the first service that they focus on. Uh, but they really have to look at their community and, and what the needs are and where they can make the most impact, really, and, and provide the most critical services. Um, and then looking at state-specific protocols that they might be able to participate in, like in California, we have protocols that allow us to directly provide emergency contraception, hormonal contraception, naloxone, uh, nicotine replacement days, vaccines, uh, lab testing, and, and other services. So really utilizing statewide protocols whenever possible. They're very much turnkey. Uh, you will complete the required training and can go ahead and use the protocol basically the next day. Um, there's also the opportunity to do covid practice agreements with local physicians to collaboratively take care of patients. And this can be used for potentially more complex medication management issues. Like we know we have lots of pharmacists who do a wonderful job of managing, whether it be HIV, heart failure, hypertension, diabetes. Uh, but there's also a large opportunity for us to provide some simple acute care services, like a patient who may ha come in with pink eye or has strep throat or flu and some of these other kind of issues that might end up in an urgent care emergency department that's truly not warranted and can be very well managed out of a community pharmacy. Oh, yeah, and that's fantastic because these services provided by us as community pharmacists would really ultimately decrease healthcare costs and limit the burden that's placed on that on the healthcare system overall. 
Well, that's that's really great information um, that our listeners can absorb um, that you've provided, and I think you know community pharmacies around the country can create their own blueprint, can chart their own course with any of these services that they can go out and see that would be of value within their own specific community. So duplicating exactly what you're doing in San Diego might not work exactly the same in the middle of Nebraska, but I think each pharmacist needs to assess the needs in their community and they can make such a significant um, impact. Yeah, and I think pharmacists are doing a really great job now actually sharing their expertise. We've been such almost an untapped resource for so long, and I think pharmacists are starting to feel comfortable really um, almost advertising all of their expertise so that, that their communities are aware of what they have to offer. And that's so key because we need to raise awareness about how we can help our... No, ex- exactly, exactly. Um so out of all these services and everything that you provide, what is the most rewarding experience you've had in, in this field so far? Well, you know, I really enjoy providing all the services, but I, you know, of course, the birth control services are nearest and dearest to my heart. I'm very passionate about reproductive rights and access to contraception. So it really is rewarding to be able to help patients with their contraception um, and, and other women's health needs. I, I get to do quite a bit of uh, menopause care as well in my other clinic. And really, I just, I really enjoy helping people who feel like they've perhaps been, you know, dismissed by other providers or feel like their concerns haven't been heard and, and really giving them more information about what's going on with their body. Yeah, and and oh, that, I just love it. Oh, that, that is amazing. It is so, it's so important. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to thank you for taking the time today um, out of your busy schedule and taking care of patients to, to come on our podcast. And, um, you know, I want our listeners, if they have any questions, um, to be able to contact you um, on the sh- on the show notes, we're going to put um, a link to your website and your bio and everything. And um, is there any other way that you you want people to reach you if they need to contact you? Yeah, there's there's a few different things. So if uh, if a pharmacist is in a state where they have a prescribing authority for contraception um, or dispensing for statewide protocol, we have uh, training programs to be able to provide that service. So. Um, they can go to birthcontrolpharmacist.com website to check out our training programs. Uh, or if they're a pharmacist who's already providing this service, we'd love to make sure that they're on the map of providers at birthcontrolpharmacies.com. And that website is really intended to um, create awareness amongst the general community about pharmacist access to contraception and help people find a provider near them, a pharmacy where they can go and get direct access to birth control. Um, and then we've got Facebook pages for both of those and an Instagram page for birth control pharmacies. And if folks are excited about this and, and maybe they don't have the authority in their state yet, but they'd like to start championing something, we'd love to work with you. And um, we do a lot of that. So please do reach out. At, uh, my email is sally at birthcontrolpharmacist.com. Uh, you can contact me through either website or on my LinkedIn as well. 
Fantastic. Well, Sally, I want to thank you for this conversation and thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be, to be on the show today. And I hope people listen and get empowered because we as pharmacists, we've got to be the change. Thank you so much, Sally. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist Podcast is a production of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.